All right, here we go. We're up to Daf Dalit Amid Aleph, page 4a. Uh, 13 or 14 lines from the top of the page. There's a colon at the end of the line, and we're up to the line following that, the first word, Bahashta, on Dalid Amud Aleph. Okay? Here we go. Zok the Gemara. Bahashta the Kaimalan de Lakuliyama or Ortahu. Now that we've established that when the Mishnah says, that at the R of the 14th day, it's referring to Badikas Hametz being done at night. Let's see. Bein Rabbi Yehuda u Bein Rabbi Meir. Sai Rabbi Yehuda, Sai Lefi Rabbi Meir. Hametz enay Aser ala Mishay Shoyz Lamala. Hakol Maskim. Everybody agrees that the time that you must stop eating Hametz is the sixth hour of Erev Pesach. So the Gemara asks, now that we've established that you do bedikas chametz at night, two word kasha, the nivdaik b'shis. Why don't we just check by the sixth hour? Why are you risking doing bedikas chametz the night prior to Pesach, going out, buying ice cream for breakfast, eating chametz? And then having uh, and, and then uh, having to stop eating chametz at the sixth hour. Why don't you just check at the last possible moment to make sure there's no more chametz left in your uh, left in your domain? Agutakasha. And for the Gemara, Gemara says, and one moment, if you're going to say reason magdim in the mitzvah because once you got a mitzvah bedikas chametz, you might as well do it when the day starts. As soon as possible. And Jewish days begin the night before. So Zrizim Akdimim, the first possible moment. Or Laba Asar means like Mahadrim and Mahadrim. You should do it at the first moment. No. That doesn't make sense either. Nived like Mitzafra. Because then Zrizim Akdimim means like Avram Avinu, like we're going to say, got up early in the morning. So at least do Bedikas Chomets the first thing in the morning on Erev Pesach. That's also called Zerizim Akdimim. Why would you do it the night before and take this risk? Tichsiv, as it says, On the eighth day of a child, you give him a bris Vitanya, and we're learned in a brise, The entire eighth day is kosher to do a bris on a boy. It's proper to do it as oily as possible. Avram woke up first thing in the morning to go do Akedas Yitzchak. So the Gemara is asking Akash. The Mishnah says, Arlar Ba'asar. We've established that means night. Now the Gemara is asking why. It's not sensible. <clears throat> Where's the sensibility in doing it the night before? And even if you want to tell me, oh, do it at the first possible moment, you fulfilled that by doing it in the morning. <clears throat> so why are we doing it the night before? Effort the Gemara. Amr of Nachmar Yisak, of Nachmar Yisak says, Bishashamiyadam Mitsuyim Bibateyam, Baoraner Yafalabadik. I'll tell you why. Because you get a better job done. At nighttime, the candle has a much greater impact on the nooks and crannies of a home. And therefore, since it has the greatest effect at night, it's worthwhile doing it the night before because you get a better job done as opposed to waiting till later on, the last possible, during the daytime, people aren't really walking around with candles, so you might miss the Cheerio that's in the corner. Amar Abai, Abai says about this Svara, Hokach, therefore, Hai Tzorba Merabonah, 
if you have a Tzorbamei Rabbonin, you have a Talmud Chacham, you got to make sure not to start having a learning seder, going into leil bedikas chametz. Because you know why? Once you start learning Torah, once you pop, you can't stop. And you end up staying away and and uh, refraining from doing the mitzvah in the greatest possible fashion. Period. Okay, so far the Gemara asked the Kasha, now that Arba, Arla Arba Asar is nighttime, why Taka does that make sense? And we have Nachman Yisrael's answer. It makes sense because you're going to get a better Bidika done. Okay, let's ask a Shaila. Bo, my name is Nachman Yisrael. That's a Shaila from Nachman Yisrael. Come ask your Baisa Chavir Barbosar. A person who rents out a home to his friend on the 14th day of Nisa, and I'll me live daig. Who has to do Bidika's Chomets? Allah Maschi live daig. Does the Maschi, the one renting out the home, is he the one obligated to do bedikas chametz? The chamir because the the bottom line is he's the one who brought chametz into the house, and therefore it was his house b'shas bedikas chametz. So he should do the checking. Maybe it's on the renter to do the bedika di sura because come Pesach, if there's any chametz in his domain, he's the one who's got the problem. That's the shaila. Okay, and again, what's a shaila? What's a boi? We're not challenging anything. This is a Shiloh. This is a question where we are searching for information. Is it incumbent on the one who brought the Chomets into the domain or incumbent on the one who, in whose domain the Chomets will be in? And for the Gemara, the Gemara tries to answer this Shiloh. Toshma, come and listen from the following Brisa. Hamaschir bayis the a person who's maschir, a bias the chaveray, a person who rents out a, ho, a, a house to his friend, ala seicher lasa it's upon the seicher, the one renting it out. It's on the tenant to put up the mezuzah. So why don't we say the same halacha of mezuzah? Uh, we're going to assume it applies to chametz as well. And the teretz is going to be, who has to do b'dikas chametz? The renter. The Gemara says, no, not necessarily. Why? Awesome. Buy a mezuzah. Ho, Omar of Mesharshi. Reb Mesharshi says, mezuzah Mezuzah, the Torah lets us know, is a chiv on the one who lives there. But hachamai. Who says that whoever's dwelling in that location is the one who... Uh, where, where's your source in the Torah? That the one dwelling there is the one with the chiyuv of B'dikas Chometz. Amar Dhu Rav says, A person who rents out a house to his friend. If it's already the 14th day at the time that the keys are handed over, or here we'll call it. How about this? How about if you're going away for Yomtiv and there's a code on the door? Yeah? In other words, when do you get access to the home? When do you get access to the home? So if before if uh, before the 14th day he gave over access to the home, then Alamaskir lived like, then it's on the, um, the, no, Fakir, again, if the 14th, Day came first. I'm sorry. If the fourth day came before access, then the the one renting it, the owner, the landlord, is the one who has to do the bedika because b'shasar ba'asar he already had the chalais chiyuv. Then mishamasu la'maftecha is chalar ba'asar. Then it's al hasoicher lived like. So there's the answer again. Shaila was who's got to do the bedika? Teretz is it depends who had the access to the home, uh, primary access to the home b'shas. Our Ba'a Asar, Bishas, the 14th day of Nisan, 
coming. Okay, there we go. Searching for information from I'm renting out a house from a from yid. Is there a status? Can I assume that the guy already did bedika? It's Erev Pesach. The guy says, "Yeah, I'll rent you the house from Erev Pesach until until Cholamayim, uh, or throughout the whole Pesach." Is it a chazaka that bedikas chametz was done? Because everybody knows you got to do bedikas chametz on a home that you own. Or else you're over and by your rabbi and matzah. Sigmar says, Who cares? What's the difference? Lishailai. Okay? Why don't you just ask the guy? Why don't you find out? Ask him. At least do that. Yeah? Sigmar says, All right? Let's say it's not shy. It's not possible. The guy's not answering his phone. What's the, what's the, the stomp? What's the stomach? What's the plain understanding? Should I understand? Should the, the renter understand that a bedika was done and therefore he's on the hook? Or is the stomma that no, you got to do your own bedika if you're going to be there over Pesach? says to Nisua that it was already taught in the Everybody has Nemonis. Everybody is trustworthy about destroying Chomets. Even women have namonis. We're going to, women certainly have gotten rid of the, the chametz. Yeah, they're cleaning out the uh, outlets. Hence the famous niggin. I've got the hit come to Pesach Blues, right? What's the pshat that they're believed, even though in a court, Nashim Abodim Bukatanim don't have the status of witnesses? Omud Beis. Lab Mishom, isn't it because. Anyway, the house has a chazaka of being checked, and therefore it's not strong testimony they're giving. And the Bryce is letting us know that everybody is considered learned regarding Bedikas Chomets. Now, Lefize, according to this, Svara, what would we say? We would say that everyone is considered a Chaver for Bedikas Chomets, and therefore the, the tenant, the renter, should assume that the landlord did Bedikas Chomets, and therefore he doesn't have to do it himself. And we'll prove that everybody's a Chover for Bedikas Chomets, the Tanya, because we learned in a Bryce, a Chover, Shemes, Veniach, Megura, Malaya, Paris. If you have a Chover that, uh, that dies, a Chover means anybody who's, who's a Bakant, well-versed in the halachas of a particular area. And... <clears throat> He passes away. And we don't know whether he took Meiser from his produce yet. Even if the produce was mamish piled up that day and prepared that day, and the guy dies, you could say, you know what? We could assume that Rabbi Yankel took his, uh, his Meiser. So you, anytime somebody has a status of knowing what they're doing, which, and everybody's careful, certainly when it comes to Pesach, about Batikas Chomets, so... We have an answer. We ask the Shaila. I should, let's say the landlord's not ar- not around to ask. Does the tenant ha- could the tenant assume he did it? The answer is yes. Says the Gemara, no, not necessarily. Umemai, how do you know that the same halacha applies to bedikas chometz? Maybe the reason why Noshim Abodim and Katanim are believed is because they told us, but by the landlord. He never said anything. He just rented out the house to this guy who's coming for Pesach to Eretz Yisrael. 
which means at least we've got something to, we've got raglayim ladov, we've got legs to stand on. They told us we did the badika, it's all good, you know. But over here, the landlord told them garnished. So the Gemara says, no. Um, anyway, the words aren't taken as, uh, as strong witnesses, as testimony. And therefore, if we're going to rely on Noshim Avodim to tell me that it's okay, the same thing will apply to the landlord and uh, we, can, we can have this stomach, this plain understanding that a taka was done and the tenant is not going to have to do any bedika. Says the Gemara, So now you're assuming, you're assuming that a home before Pesach, when the guy showing up on the 14th, has a chazaka of being checked. But this that we say, everybody's believed. He shouldn't have said everybody's believed. It should say all homes are believed, so to speak. All homes are have a chazaka, have an understanding that the stoma is, the main understanding is, the premise is that they were checked out on the, on, uh, the 14th day. What are you going to say? No, oh, the only reason why a, uh, a house has a cheskas of being baduk is because somebody said something and just a plain stomach is not enough. But it seems if the Unashim Adam wouldn't have said anything, then you can't. So then, the, then we should even understand from Mineu Bey. This, this in and of itself should tell me there's no stomach that it's baduk. Because what did we say in the Braise? We said that if Nashim Avodamukatanim tell us that it has a status of being checked or believed, what if they never open their mouth? Then what? Must be that you can't understand it to be checked. There's no stomach, there's no plain understanding that it's checked. The only reason why we're accepting this house as being Baduk is because somebody opened their mouth and said something. So this in and of itself tells me, let's say I have a landlord, Lu Yitzur, you have a case, where you have a landlord that's not around to ask, you can't rely on the status of a home alone. And for the Gemara, the Gemara says, La, you know, proof from that either. A regular house comes, Pesach has a status of being checked. What are we dealing here? That there's a particular, we'll call it a reisa, there's an issue over here telling us that this house um, is not checked. Okay? And people say, okay, we searched it. We checked it out. I would have thought to say it like this. We have a house, for whatever reason, that has a chazaka that it's not checked. Not a plain house. It's worse than that. It has a chazaka that it's not checked. Comes along, and they say, oh, it is checked. So I would have said, the Rabbana shouldn't believe them, because they're not Edus, not Kosher Edus. Since Bedikas Chomets in the first place, checking for Chomets at Pesach, is me the Rabbanon, did me the Raisa, really biblically, bibitul ba'al masagi, like, all you gotta do is nullify it, this thing is nothing, it's car for the ara, it's like the dust, even if it exists in my home, it's not mine, it's hefker, it's nullified, it's not even hefker, it's nullified. So, hem Rabbanon, me the Rabbanon, 
Therefore, the Rabbanan allow the Nashim Rabbanan Mekutanim to be believed. I, they're not witnesses. Guess what? We don't need witnesses. First of all, the whole Badik Aschametz in the first place is only a rabbinic obligation. Because Midarai, so you can just nullify everything. Leave your Chametz in your house. Say, bottle, 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 bottle. Well, nothing do you. Go away, go away. Hefker, bottle, hefker, bottle. Yeah? Since you could do that, Midarai, and it's the Rabbanan that say, no, 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 no. Go check it out. You can't have random Cheerios laying around your floor. So, the Rabbanon allow Nashim Avadim to be believed in a case even when there is a Reisa. Period. End of that Teretz. Gvaldik. Iboilu. They asked another Shaila. Hamas Yobayis Tachaveri Becheskes Bodim. A person didn't just plain rent out a house to his friend for Pesach. Guy's renting out his house for Pesach. I want to go somewhere. To, I want to go visit somewhere for Pesach. I rent out an apartment. The guy says, I'll have it ready for you. No problem. Guess what? I show up, and what happens often? It ain't what it looks like in the pictures. All right? <laughs> it ain't what it looks like in the pictures. It's not checked anything. All right? I got challah, the, free, the freezer stacked with challah. What is the Can we say that this whole agreement is a mekachtois in the first place? Rashi. Rashi explains the shaila here is. Here's the shaila. Can the renter walk into the house on Erev Pesach, see challah in the freezer, and say, Adios, I'm not staying here for Pesach, and I'm demanding my money back. Because I paid for a checked house. I didn't pay for a house with chametz in it. Can he walk away? Says the Gemara, Toshma, we'll try to prove it from the following. The Abai When you have a city, when the cost of having a house checked has no extra charge. If I didn't pay for it anyway, okay, so then there's no mekachtois here. There's no problem. Why? Because people actually prefer, this is the assumption, and this is how really we should be as Yidin. People prefer to. I want the mitzvah b'dikas chametz. Not if it's a total headache, but I have a mitzvah. The guy left me a mitzvah b'dikas chametz. Another opportunity to come closer to the barnish loyal. Even in a place where a house for Pesach, an apartment for Pesach, is four thousand dollars, not checked, and four thousand two hundred dollars when it is checked. A person will say, you know what? Over there, a person is also tzifridin. Uh, He's also happy to spend extra money for... Um, uh, uh, he, he's, uh, he's happy to have spent extra money for the chametz, and therefore, you still can't back out. You still have no way out. Okay. Now, Rashi here explains a fantastic thing. Says Rashi like this. 
Yidin want to perform mitzvahs with their bodies. All right? Now, if there's no particular chazaka and there was no extra charge for the search, a guy says, let's take a plain case. A guy says, you rent my house for Pesach. I'll rent you the house. Nothing particularly was, uh, was said over. So now, Zokt Rashi explaining the Gemara, that even if in this case the renter would have known that it costs him money to have a checked house, he still would have rented the house. So why is he, why, what, what's his issue now? What's his issue? Zok Rashi, it must be that he's just trying to find an excuse to not pay. It's not really a chametz issue. It's a stama issue. He shows up, oh, there's a light bulb that's out. Uh, you know, sometimes people, uh, they, they hire somebody to do some work. The guy does some work and they say, oh, it's not to my liking. I'm not paying you anything. The guy put in 10 hours of work. What's your problem? What's your deal? Right? So Rashi says, this guy is just trying to find uh, some sort of uh, excuse to, to not stay there for Pesach and the transaction remains in place. Tanan Hossam, we learned in a Mishnah elsewhere, Remeir, Remeir, Remeir says, Eichlin kol chomesh, v'sarfim b'tchil ha-sheish, da'alokha is, you're allowed to eat chomets throughout the fifth hour of the day. V'sarfim b'tchil ha-sheish, and it's got to be burnt towards the at the beginning of the sixth hour. Okay? Now, let's keep in mind what this means. The sixth hour means before chatzos. The seventh hour is after chatzos. Okay, because you have to complete six hours. There's six complete shoyzmanias till chatzos, and six complete shoyzmanias after chatzos. So midairaisa, as we're going to see in the psukim, it's only usher to eat chametz uh, from the beginning of the seventh hour. However, um, you, the chachamim said you can't even use chametz from the sixth hour. Because, especially when they didn't have clocks, satellite clocks and all these uh, perfect arrangements, people could be off by an hour. They could be off by an hour. You're coming to a, a, a real issue. All right? The person might think the sixth hour is the seventh hour, Rashi explains the issue is. All right? And therefore, uh, Rav Meir says you could eat um, Kol Chamesh throughout the fifth hour. You've got to make sure it's burnt at the beginning of the sixth. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yehuda, is more machmir. And he says, Eichlin Kol Arbi, you can eat throughout the fourth hour. Betoilin Kol Chamesh. And during the fifth hour, it's Toilin. It's like in limbo. Okay? You can't eat it, but it also doesn't need to be destroyed yet. Okay? So, you could get a no, as Rashi explains. But you can't eat it, but you still have time to, uh, to bind it. Or... The proper word is, yeah, I guess over here we're saying Vesarfim. Really, really, it's just you got to destroy it. Because everybody agrees that, uh, that Chometz from the seventh hour, the beginning of the seventh hour, meaning the end of the sixth, is certainly Aser. Now, Manolam, what's the source of this whole thing of the hours? What's the source of, of uh, Chatzos being the biblical cutoff point? Amr Abay Sabai explains us the background of this halacha. There are two psukim 
written in Sefer Shemais concerning the obligation of getting rid of your chametz. Ksiv, one pasuk says, Shivas For seven days, you may not have se'ar, yeast, slash, anything that is leavened inside your dwelling places. You can't even own chametz when? Shivas yamim. Now keep in mind, Pesach lasts seven days. For us in Chutz it's more. It's eight days because we have that extra day. But Midai Raisa and in Eretz Yisrael, it's seven days, right? So for all seven days, you can't have chametz even found inside your dwelling places, your homes. Uksiv, but one second. It also has another Pasuk which says, Ach but... On the first day, Tashbisu army that's when you get rid of all the chametz. What? Haketzad, how does that make any sense, asked the Gemara. You just told me I can't have chametz in my home at all throughout the entire seven-day period. And the next passage says, oh, by the way, on the first day of Pesach is when you should be burning stuff. That's what it seems to say. Ach, but, oh, on the first day, get rid of it. What? Get rid of it on the first day? You told me all seven days it can't be found in my home. What are you talking about? Okay, Tzad, how does this puzzle work out? Says the Gemara, the rabbis arba asar lebiur. The first day is not referring to the first day of Pesach. It's referring to the day prior uh, to Pesach. And the mice, it has to be like this. If you go to the Psukkim, there's really no other way to understand it. This is not like a, a, a far-fetched uh, tarets. But the Gemara is answering, Taka, all seven days? Now that I have any chametz. Even on the 14th day, even Erev Pesach, you got to make sure the chametz is destroyed. Okay? So, this is going to be the source that beer chametz takes place on Erev Pesach, on the 14th day of Pesach. Frek the Gemara, the aim of the rabbis, lay the chamisha asher the beer. But why don't we say that even the 15th, uh, uh, at the Pesach Seder, that's when uh, you're destroying chametz. I would have thought to say, Yomim Ksiv, it says Yomim days, Yomim in, which seems specifically days, it's usher to have chametz, but not at night, so burn it at night. There's no isser to own your chametz at night. So let's us know, okay, which means, you're not allowed to wait until morning of Pesach to have it gone. It must even be gone prior to the nighttime of Pesach. So you see how we're moving backwards. So far, we've said it can't be done. It certainly can't be referring to the first day of Pesach that we get rid. That's for sure now. Says Gemara, okay, but maybe get rid of it at the Pesach Seder, the night before. Says Gemara, no, that can't be either. Because... Kamash Malan, the second Pasuk of Ach lets us know even the second night, I'm sorry, even the first night of Pesach, even at nighttime, there's an Isr Chametz. So we have to finish reconciling these Psukim. You can't, it can't mean you got rid of it on day one. It can't mean you got rid of it on night number one. But it says you got rid of it by day. The Gemara says, You know what this Pasuk is teaching me? Tomorrow's daf. Now we're turning to daf. Hey, Amad Aleph. Imsachim. 